and it's Wednesday night, and it's Simcha Cohen, and it's the summer, and it's lonely, and the kids are in camp, and all the adults don't know what to do with themselves. But we are on the air, and it's Simcha Cohen, and I want I want to wish everybody a healthy summer. And a spiritual and a strong summer. And this summer is a time when we can really, our kids are able to get close to Hashem through simcha and hilahavut and enjoyment and fun and games. They can get healthy and they don't have to be uh, restricted with school. And it's a time for healthy growth. And I am really excited. The summer is really great. When I was a kid, I loved the summer. As an adult, I miss my kids during the summer. But the fact is, the summer is great, and I hope everybody's having a fabulous summer. Those who are in the city, smart people who didn't go up to the mountains, and those unfortunate ones who had no choice but they had to go to the mountains, those poor people, well, I'm sorry for you that you have to be with bugs and with rodents and raccoons and whatnot, and you can't be enjoying all these empty parking spots in Brooklyn and not waiting in line in stores and not having to get yelled at. But listen, that is, that is, the, that is the wonderful life. And the truth is that we're preparing now. Three weeks are going to be starting. We're going to be starting all soon. Shiva Asar Tammuz. We're starting in three weeks, and every year we go through the same cycle. And God willing, this year we're not going to have to. This year we are going to be able to celebrate Mashiach, and we're all going to be in Yerushalayim, and we're going to be laughing on Tisha B'Av because Mashiach is going to be here, and the whole upside-down, cockamamie world is going to be set straight. Mirz Hashem. Amen. Amen. You know what? I was learning this Shabbat with my son, and we were learning Igarat Haramban. And this is something that I learned when I was growing up. I learned once a week. So I know it well. And so I try to make sure, try that my kids should know it well. And Igarat Haramban, you'd think, of all the things he's going to tell his children, the Ramban, HaKadosh, he was not a puny guy. He was atzum. He was tremendous. He was colossal. He was great in every sense of the word. He was a Rishon. And what does he tell his kids? Be shafel. Be humble. Look down. If the Ramban is telling us to look down, how many people who don't come up to even... <laughs> Even even within the same stratosphere as the Ramban, have Ge'ava, walk around with, with full of themselves. I don't understand. But then he says something that is so enormous, and I think it's so underemphasized, and it's something that I really, really want to talk about. And he talks about anger. He talks about kas. And what he says about Kaas is absolutely frightening. He says Kaas brings a person to the worst Averot and brings a person to Avodah Zarah and it, it, it takes away a person's Gan Eden. And I was thinking to myself, but I see people get angry. And I said, but there are people that justify anger. 
And the Ramban says that there's no justification for anger. And I want to understand why. Why is there no justification for anger? So I thought about it, and I thought about it. And the conclusion I came up with was, if a person is angry, that means they must feel that there's something, that, that, that they're angry, that there's something wrong with what's going on. There's something that's not right with what's going on. And if a person believes that there's something not right with what's going on, that means that they are forgetting a fundamental fact in this world, which is Hashem is in charge. If we realize that Hashem is in charge, if we realize that everything that happens is from Hashem, if we realize that, 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 that nothing that happens to me is not, is for no reason, everything that happens to me is for a reason, then you know what? Then how can I be angry? Maybe be angry at myself if I brought myself a bad thing. But be angry, I could be frustrated, I could be upset. But anger, and anger is, 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 is a reaction. It's a reaction. And kids, kids remember anger more than anything. Because anger hurts so badly. When a parent or a teacher or a sibling or a friend gets angry and they say what's ever on their mind, they may forget it, but the person that was the recipient, the person that heard it, that was the victim, never forgets. Those words exist and they never go away. And even if a person knows deep down that what was said about them isn't true, in their heart of hearts, they're always thinking, maybe, but the person said this about me, maybe. So I think that the number one problem that we need to work on with our children and with our relationships, with everything, is anger. Is anger. Did you think why you're angry? Why people come angry? I think the part of it is a temperament. I think that it doesn't make a difference why. I don't I haven't yet found one excuse that's a legitimate excuse for anger. No, I don't find excuse, but I can tell you that why why they get a um, ban I'm trying to read it every day. Why is it so chashuv uh, and give you this? It, first of all, it's starting talk quiet, right? right. Talk with quiet. And when you're talking about the anger, it's like, first of all, why you become angry? I, I thought to myself, because I was a very, very angry person. That's true, you know. If uh, my fingers, my, my aunt can testify about it, that uh, I could fight fist with six foot uh, people without any problem that the thing that's it's it's come first of all come from gava come from gava that why you don't listen to me why you don't why you don't accept my my point of view you know this is something that's uh, very very important that anger come from the gava from the roots of gava and 
like this, when you starting working on this midah, and each uh, definitely that each one of us is born, born with certain tasks in life, I would say. Yeah. Some people has desire to a sweet. Some people desire to I don't know the, you know, something you know, every every other the, so each one of us has his own shtick that the Kadosh Baruch Hu give us a test kind of life. Some people get with with ad blood, <laughs> very ad blood <laughs> temper. But you know something, I'd rather hot blood than cold blood. Yeah, okay, that's okay. This is a, this is beside beside the point. But I, the question. But you is, know what? See, I'm a Kohen. Oh yes, I, I'm and also descendant of I'm a Moroccan. <laughs> oh. So you put this together. My mother's Syrian. Okay, you put all this together, and I have the ability to be angry. But it's not anger. I don't get angry. I get passionate. Yeah. Okay. That's... And so there's a big difference. Passionate, because the truth is. Passionate means that it's controlled and there's a reason and it has to be done. If I have to walk through a wall, I'll walk through a wall. If I have to stand on my two feet and have to stand my ground, then I'll stand my ground. And I'll be there and nothing will push me over. Not because I'm angry, because I'm strong. Anger is out of control. Anger is from the inner, 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 inner. It loses control. It's like, it's like a, 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 a wild animal going crazy. You know something? When we were in Israel, there was a, a ro'eh, an Arab ro'eh. He used to bring his sheep every day at 4 o'clock. He used to carry his sheep uh, across the shtachim in Talpiot, Amon Natsiv. Then it was not built up. He used to go to the, there was an Arab village a little beyond. Every day, four o'clock. So there was one guy. <laughs> he was a, a little bit of a clown. And he was from, he brought a slingshot. He told me, Simcha, watch. So he went up to the roof of the building. And the guy's donkey was there with all of his stuff on it. And he took his slingshot. He shot the donkey in the backside. The donkey went crazy all over, running up and down, up and down, jumping, all of his stuff went crazy. And I remember what the donkey looked like. The donkey looked like, from where? With the donkey said, from where, from where? He was running for 20 minutes. That's what a person who's angry looks like. Looks like out of control, out of control. Okay, it's over, finished, I lost it. Out of control, kicking his master, kicking the sheep, spreading the sheep all over the place. The guy went crazy till seven o'clock collecting all the sheep. My friend felt so bad; he didn't think it would make such a big balagan. But the fact is, when a person is angry, so out of control. What I want to find is what children think when they come across an angry adult. What do children think when they see an adult that's angry? What goes through their mind? This is something that I really, really am curious about. I'd like to know. Because I know, I know when people got angry at me, 
I have memories of them. I lost total trust. I lost total trust. I lost total confidence. I, I, I became very afraid. And I just, I, I lost respect more than everything. And when someone gets angry and doesn't apologize afterwards, that's worse than anything. I'm a human being. Sometimes I raise my voice. I'll get upset at my kids. But I'll apologize. I won't apologize for what I said. I'll apologize maybe for how I said it. But I'm wondering... Kids, kids will mimic their parents. If they see their parents conducting themselves with anger, they will be angry as children. So besides what we're, what we're doing, we're giving our children a legacy. We're teaching them. We're teaching them how to react. If everybody would think about lessons that they learned growing up from their parents, things that we do that we do like our parents, then we need to know our children are going to do things like us. We feel that it's copy paste, you know. Yep. It's that copy paste. It's it's amazingly. Sometimes I catch myself and see that. Uh, I basically doing what my father SNP is doing. It's scary, but it's true. It's true, but not always scary. No, I'm telling you that it's, it's good things. It's good things, but it's a matter that's scary. That uh, it's really uh, when I was young, I look at, the, at my parents. Oh, this the oldest, you know what they know. I'm I know everything, you know. It's, and I look at my children today, and they they feel the same. And uh, you're talking with kids in the street today, and they know better than us. But uh, you know, with all the respect, that's. <laughs> but you know, but you know what? All kids need. Kids want respect. Not to be said yes to everything. I've dealt with so many kids. Kid says to me, "I don't want my father to tell me yes. I want my father to tell me he understands why it's hard." And not to hate me because I have a Yetzirah. To understand why it's hard and not to hate me that I'm having trouble battling my Yetzirah. And the truth is, when a parent gets angry at a kid about something that the kid is doing, I know from myself, I'm really angry at myself. I see myself in my kid. I look at him and I say, oh my gosh, this is my kid? What am I raising? This is, people can look at him and say, well, I get angry. You can't do that. Guess what? I just did. Now what? Now what? What are you going to do? <sighs> I 
No, so it seems like the kids are... <laughs> the kids are having a good time in camp. And, and no parents like to call up and talk about anger because it's it's a subject the parents don't... Why? But you know what? Yesterday, and you noticed that two days ago, we got a text question about a mom that the kids were, uh, is very angry, you know? The kids is out of their control sometimes. What they out doing? of control they, and angry what, are know, two different things. Doing, you know? What are you doing about kids? <sighs> things like this. I... Being out of control and being angry are two separate things. Most times kids are out of control, they're not angry, they're frustrated. When a kid gets angry, anger, they're quiet. I find. When a kid's really, really angry, they have nothing to say. It's when they feel they have nothing that's going to help them, then they get angry. A kid that gets angry, it's really more they're frustrated when they're out of control. And as crazy as it seems, I think that what I recommend is when a kid loses themselves, a parent needs to step back immediately. Because what the kid is showing is I don't have the rational ability to handle myself right now. So whatever you're going to try and teach the kid, whatever you're going to try and tell the kid, whatever you're going to try and show the kid, he's not going to be able to, she's not going to be able to understand. So you have to protect the situation and make it that it doesn't go further and it doesn't get worse. So you back off and you say, what can I do to help you right now? And the kid's not going to be able to tell you. But you just wait until things calm down. The more you answer the child, the worse it's going to get. The more you engage in a dialogue back and forth, the worse it's going to get. I call the number 718-683-5858 in case you didn't know. 718-683-5858. You can call if you have a comment. We're talking about how to deal with people who are angry. I find that when a child is out of control, we need to have more control. And even if they're doing and saying crazy things, we need to not react and we need to wait. Because they can't handle it. You know, first of all, you know, before we continue, I want to say mazel tov to my son and mazel to my grandson. Mazel my grandson, uh, Nisim, is the first year, uh, you know, it's the first uh, yeah, birthday. birthday. Yeah, and uh, I left them to come here. To oh, the wow, <laughs> I'm flattered. So, Mazel Tov Nisim. And to my daughter, Ila, that her birthday is tomorrow. Mazel Tov. You know? Ah. So, it's also Ila, so, it's uh, the hello, you know? Ila, it's, a, it's oh, such a beautiful yeah, name. Yeah. So, Mazel Tov to both of them. All good things. Amen. One year old. Wow. You know what? We're the only creatures that grow like this. It takes us 
two years till we begin to process language. We are born that if we don't have somebody to hold us, then we die. Horses, the have deal. Every other animal, boom, they're up, they're gone. Human beings need to be nurtured and cared for for years. Because that's Hashem is teaching us the relationship that in each and every step of nurturance and child raising, we are developing a trust and a dependency, which is how Hashem works with us. Every step of the way of our history, Hashem develops a trust and a dependency. Yeah. One years old, it's already a person. By then, they're already smiling. And, and, and is he walking yet? No. One years old, then too young. I forget. I'm very bad at ages. Anyways, I think that. I think that. If a person's angry, you have to have Rahmanas on them. You have to feel bad for them. And you have to see what you can do to help them, especially kids. Anyways, so those of us that are in bungalow colonies, it's very crazy. It's very crazy. You know, there were uh, quite a few listeners from there. I know, but you know what? I want to make a shout-out. To your children? No, to all the people. We need to be careful of how and what we speak. Mm -hmm. There's so much opportunity to sit and speak. Lashon Hara and Rechilut. And all sorts of dvarim v'telim, dvarim about people, conversations. It's it's to me it's it's frightening. It's frightening. We need to be careful. And you know what the scariest thing is? I was talking to somebody, and I pointed it out to him. I said, you know, this really bothers me. So you know what his answer was? Ah, everybody does. I said, holy mackerel. That's the answer? This was from a pretty, I thought it was an intelligent person. Ah, everybody does. And that's crazy. No, everybody shouldn't, and everybody can't, and it's not appropriate. It's very, very scary. And you know what? I don't care who, what, when, and where. You see or you hear something, if you don't say something, then no one will. You have to say, excuse me, you know what? I'm really not interested in listening to this. You have to do it. You have to stand up and you have to say it. And no, who cares if someone's going to call you from? The best compliment I ever got, Nisim, yeah. was I was walking out and passing a group of feet. So, oh, here comes the Rosh Hashiva. <laughs> All right, got to stop talking. 
I said, that's a good compliment. If they're going to stop talking because I'm coming, then it's good. So Rosh Hashiva, you know, I want to tell you something. Today um, I had, I had, I had a, a meeting, some consulting about some job, and we start talking. The guy, uh, <laughs> guy said, listen, you start, you know, schmoozing around. He said, listen, I know you, I know I meet, you know. He said, I recognize the voice, you know, something like, so we come to the radio. So he starts, his, his eyes popped up, you know, I said, wow, this is unbelievable. You know, you have to understand what you did, what this radio did to us. And he started, listen, I'm going to call my wife. She told you, she will tell you what happened. You know, it's really amazing. Baruch Hashem. Amazing. You know, I really was very, very big compliment to, to get this uh, reaction. And it's an you know, this, thing. this is really a big nachat uh, in all the difficulty that we I was, have. I was late to a meeting today, and I'm sending the bill to J Root Radio because I couldn't stop the shiur. <laughs> I was sitting and I had to finish listening. Then, <laughs> it, was, it was Rabbi Yosef Mizrahi in the morning. It's yesterday. No, he was today also. No, yesterday. He was today on Wednesday. He was on in the morning. No, it was Rabbi Becher. Robert oh, Becher. no, it was last night. He was oh, on last, last night. night. Oh, last, last night. night. Okay, last night. Oh, you have a late meeting. Yeah, I had a late meeting. <laughs> and, 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 and today, Mahmat Kis. Rabbi Uri Nachum. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's 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 really it's really unbelievable. You know, it seems like so we are not so good for the economy because people meet. <laughs> you know, I'm missing meeting. Yeah. But you know what? But but it's it's really good. But you know what it is? It's 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 also I'm learning so much because because the the, the shiur today on Chod Shabbat I really learn a lot from the shiur. These are things that I would I really need to review. That I really need to know. These are very practical things, but uh, but anyways, so that what 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 I challenge somebody to like bring up a topic that they think we need to talk about. It's the summer months, mm-hmm. so like there's got to be a a a a topic that some is on somebody's mind that they could bring up. I'm open for any suggestion. I won't get angry. <laughs> you know what? I think that uh, someone someone said to me, how is it that we're still waiting for Mashiach and people have waited for so long? Why do I think that he's going to come now? I didn't have an answer to the question. I just do. I just do. I don't have an answer to the question. I just feel like it. I feel like it's just, the generation is just so, it's so out of control. Mm-hmm. With the government and the Israeli government, and it's it's just, there's nothing to talk about. Nobody could sort out the politics of this world except for Hashem. That is for sure. You know, this. The, we, uh, I would say that uh, the argument, every, every, or almost every day, we have argument 
not arguing, the kind of, you know, discussing about the situation in the world, situation of, uh, in Israel, what's going on to be, what's going on in Egypt, what's going on in Syria, what, all around. And I, I come to a very, very uh, clear point of view, and I know that many people not agree with me, but uh, this is the only, solu- the, the only thing, in my opinion, and I think all the Chachamim say the same. That nothing come to the world only because of Israel. And, you know, we see, uh, it's, and it's very upsetting to see what's going on now in Israel, that people uh, don't understand this, you know. Basically, the, the Israeli people, you know, that is like, life is like normal for them. Right? And they forgot that who gave us the country why they gave us the country, you know? And uh, I, I respect all the Chilonim, but you cannot come and tell to people, you know, in the world, that the Israel is not a, a Jewish state anymore, you know? This is, the, uh, uh, it's something that it wouldn't be acceptable in uh, uh, the, the, the one that gave us it. The to me, that is the most frightening thing that I can ever imagine. Because if they're already, if, if that's like the ultimate insult. Yeah, that's, and it's so scary. It's so scary because if they're real, if they're not realizing what they're doing, it's you know, in satan. But you know what? It's 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 very scary. But you know what? But it's a very but it's a minority. It's a minority. It's a it's a it's a small. But vocal minority, the Sfaradim, I'm sorry, they don't talk like that. Uh oh. Yeah, you know what? Uh, right. But in a certain times, you know, we, we, uh, you know, it's 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 a disease. Let's say this. You know, I I, I tell you the truth. Okay, I'm Sfaradi. Yeah, I grew up. In a, the most, I would snobbish neighborhood in in Israel, even we were the only Sephardic family in this neighborhood. In the beginning, it was, was north of Tel Aviv. You didn't find a Sephardi over there. Really? You know, it's like really. My father was engineer, three degrees, or so just, but it's not. It's wouldn't bother that my neighbor to open the door and say a Shvartzechayes. <laughs> To me, you know, right. and believe, believe me, I was light skinned more than air sun. <laughs> anyway, but this is this something. This when I remember 1967, the first Yemenite uh, family moved to our neighborhood. Oh, you're right. I'm telling you, it was disaster. It was disaster. They they smeared the doors with animal. Uh, Stuff, and they call, they wrote over the nigger, uh, a, a black lived the, the the neighborhood, and I tell you this was very very scary. I mean that's we in between us really that's something that, uh, and I grow on basically that yeah my uh, all all the Sephardic family was Masorim religious you know right. keep religious, but it's you know we grew up in an environment basically that pushed away from the religious. Later in the army, it's definitely nothing to talk about about religious, especially in that. And we 
basically, and then I went to the university, the most lefty university, as in the, you mm. know, every university is lefty, most of the universities. But Bezalel is Del the Art and Design Academy University. It's something very, very lefty. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's called Bezalel. Yeah, it's that's you know that's the irony about it. The the founder of this, the founder of the Schatz, his name is Schatz, Boris Schatz, was the the founder of Bezalel. He was a person with a lot of yadut. He he you know I don't know if you remember Avodot Bezalel that the nineteen hundred. Early 1900, Avodot mm. Bezalel was a, 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 a um, copper, you know, mm. working. He brought Yemenite people from Yemen that will teach over there the, 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 uh, the, the students how to do art, jewelry art, you know, Jewish art. And slowly, 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 with the, 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 the uh, I would say, with the help of the Zionist government, the everything secular government. Secular government. I hate when we use the word Zionist. Again, it's a Zionist. You know, it's secular Zionist. Okay, secular. I need Secular Zionist. I want to tell you something. Today, today, I grew up. Up, my father, rest in peace, was peace. He was the most Zionist person in the world. You know, he was so naive. He was believing that I didn't want to see the thing that. That basically separate its children from the, the the state of Israel and the religious of Yadut. It didn't want. It didn't thought about it. That's you know. But when I saw, I saw what you know. I was I saw a movie. But the fact is that it is separate. The fact that it is it is separate, and you cannot say Zionut is Hashem. Secular Zionism is a is a deviation. And it's a it's it's a it's a deviation of of that. Higher on the higher on the air. Hi, good evening. How are you doing today? Hi, how are you? Baruch Hashem, how are you? Baruch Hashem, what's on your mind? I wanted to know in general. I work in a day camp in the city here, and I wanted to know how I could punish the kids in my bunker. I'm a first grade counselor. Well, what are we punishing them for? Sometimes they say they act up. They start being physical with other kids, etc. So I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I think that punishing a kid is probably you probably mean what I'm about to say, but you mean how could you discipline them? The big difference between disciplining them and punishing them. So punishing them means that you're that you're that you're that you're you're doing something that's necessarily negative. Disciplining them means you're teaching them a lesson. Right. So how, yeah. So how would I do that? Actually, actually, I guess. Well, um, I, I think that I think that it's too. It's a very general question. It, I would probably be able to answer it easier if I had a more specific scenario. Can you give me a specific scenario? I could try. Let's say, for instance, I have a rule that nobody should be physical in the bunk for whatever reason. Okay. Um, let's say I want to discipline that. How do I work that? Okay. So when you wait, so if if. If, a, if two kids are physical, so they're, what they're doing is they're not controlling themselves, right? And you yeah. want to teach them to control themselves, or they're not realizing the they're not realizing the effect of 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 using using their hands. So you want to impress upon them that you, so if, in anything that you engage in, it's remotely similar to 
that type of loss of control is not going to teach them the lesson. It might stop them, but they're not going to learn the lesson. So I think that if you see kids that are out of control that way, that your response needs to be something that's very much in control. Um, I would talk to them first. I would stop them and talk to them first about what's wrong with what they're doing. I would try and evoke or pull out of them, which is very easy with first graders, uh, feeling feeling bad. Like, in other words, like guilt and remorse. I could have... I, I could have hurt the person or this is not the way a Jew acts and, and, and tell them things like that, a, a shmooze, if you will, uh, very short, but to the point where they'll, they'll react, they'll understand on their level, okay? And then after that, I would say, and because of this, I have to take something away from you. And I would always have, with first graders, I would always have a, an extra snack or something that I could take away it's this way. In other words, I, I would always have something extra hanging around that I could take away, so I didn't have to. I didn't have to take away from the some things that they need. For example, they really need their recess, so I used to always have like an extra snack in my closet, and I used to take it out, and I used to say, "See, now I was going to give this to you, and this probably would have been given to you, but because of this, now I won't." How about making them, let's say, wait for a snack extra five minutes? That, that's not a good punishment. Uh-huh. Because, that, that, because, because when, when they're waiting for the snack, they're thinking about the snack. <laughs> they're not thinking about the punishment. Their head's yeah, on the Yeah, but what I do is I usually, I, let's say, I tell them, okay, you know, you wait, to, you know, you wait extra five minutes for the snack? And they tell me because I did this and this. That's why I, that's why I did it basically. Okay. And it you know what? If it works, then, then you know I I that, then Ken's I maybe it does work. It's cer- it, it's certainly a, a, you know it's a possible alternative. And do you do you, do you find that it worked with them? Yeah, so far so good, Baruch Hashem. Yeah. Okay. So that's not called punishing. That's called teaching them consequences. And the truth is, you know that 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 you have to know that. People that don't have control, so this is what happens. People that don't have control, so then they don't get things in life. It's very simple. If an adult that pushes their way or, or gets, gets out of hand, so they also lose out on things. Mm-hmm. Not just kids. It's a lesson for life. Okay. All right? All right. Thank you so you much. Sound like, you sound like a, a, ver, a very attuned adult. Wait, you, are you ready during the year? No. Okay, well, is this something you're going to consider? As of not really, no. Not really, no. Not really? It's not something... You're not, you're not having a good time? No, it's not having a good time. I just don't want to do... I don't feel like I want to click right. It's not my cup of tea, exactly. Aha, uh-huh, I hear you. Actually, it's, 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 it's not a cup of tea. It's, it's a cup of bourbon. No joking. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Those who are, who are fortunate enough to be good at it and get to go into it it's it's the most wonderful thing in the world but it's very important if somebody knows it's not their thing and they're able to recognize that that's also important it's also important I really know if it's thought about it but as of now I really don't want to do it but you never know maybe things will change I didn't really you know so the question is like this at the end of the summer if you're going to have how many, how many kids are your bunk 
15 kids. 15 kids that are going to be calling you Rebbe and they're going to be hanging on to every word that you say and they're going to be saying goodbye to you and telling you thank you for everything and you're going to see that you really gave these kids a positive summer and they're smiling because of you and their concept and their, their way of looking at Torah and mitzvahs is different because of you, you might think differently. <laughs> I mean, I spoke to my doctor. He told me I shouldn't really become a Rebbe at this point because I'm too sensitive. Then, then you know what? Then if you have doctor, then you're a smart man. Then you're a smart man. Then you're on the money, and you just go with your compass, man. Listen to doctor. You just said the magic words for me. Okay. Doctor is my magic words. Person who's smart enough to have doctor, so then just get in your car and drive. Then you're good. Okay. Right. That's. I, I went into psychology because of my doctor. That, 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 and, I, and everything that I've done in my life, I've nav- navigated. By, I've been navigated by somebody who knows me, who's my Das Torah, and I've never been steered wrong. And, okay. and All right. Thank all you right. for calling. Thank you You're for welcome. asking such a good question. And enjoy the summer. And uh, as we know, as always, be patient. And this is the most important thing with kids. And I think we'll enjoy the summer and say... Thanks, Kadosh Baruch that give you this job and That's right. these kids. And I think this is the most important thing and in life. Can I ask you a question? Do you remember your first grade Rebbe? Yes, I do. I'm not around still, but he was a very old man when he was my Rebbe, actually. And do you have good memories of him? Yeah, I remember we used to dance together in class. I remember different things. Okay, so think about the fact that for these little children, they're going to remember you. They're going to remember you. Okay. As we said in the beginning of the show about our parents' relationship, it's copy-paste. So try to copy-paste your first, first uh, great rabbi. You know, I had a guy, he's 35 years old, he's a rabbi today. He walked over to me out of the clear blue sky. He said, Simcha Cohen, you saved my life. I said, I did? I said, maybe in the middle of the night I get up and I put on the cape. I didn't know what he's talking about. He, he told me that when he was eight years old, he was in sleepaway camp and he was very homesick. And he was moping around. And I, I, I don't remember Bichlal, but I, I took him to the canteen and I said, give this kid the biggest, fattest ice cream that you have. And when he said that, I knew it was right because I do say things that way. I, I, I would ask for the ice cream that way. And he said, they gave me this big, huge ice cream. He said, and I felt good the rest of the day. Wow. He said, I would have gone home. Now, I don't remember that at all. But guess what? What we do kind and what we do nice has a ripple effect forever. Forever. A ripple effect in the past is a ripple effect in the future. That's right. We are creating history. We are creating history in everything that we do. I mean, a lot of people thought I should go into teaching, but I, ha- I told them otherwise. I told them, like, my doctor told me otherwise, and that's that. A few kids asked me last year to go be the rugby. I mean... Listen, you know what? It, it, I, I, I went into Chinuch because I, I fell into Chinuch. I was a camp driver. That's what I was. And I was sitting during learning groups, and there was one kid that was walking around doing nothing. And I asked him, why are you doing nothing? Because I was thrown out of my learning group. I said, so I'll learn with you. And then two days later, another kid was walking around. I had thrown out of his learning group. I'll learn with you. Within two weeks, I had 22 kids in my learning group. And I found out that kids were being thrown out because they learned with me. So that was it. 
So I had a job. And I loved it. I loved it. There's nothing greater than teaching. For me, that's what I love the most. If I became a multimillionaire, I would become a teacher. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the truth. Hashem should be with us, whatever we do. 100%. 100%. And He is with us. He is with us. Well, we should just feel He is with us and, you know, if we look for him, he's internalizing there. it. If we look for Him, He's there. Okay, fine. All right, Sandy. Have a great summer. Amen. Same here. Call to no, I love this, you know, I love this uh, people, you know, the questions that, because really they care about, you know, what they're doing. And this is very important, you know, it's amazing. That it's amazing. When you do a job, you try, try to do the job the right way, not yeah. to affect it. It's like a beautiful thing. And I have to say, if he doesn't become a Rebbe, I'll be sad because he sounds like a very, very thought out person. And I just, you know what, he should have a parnasa on the side that he should like fall into a big uh, not Yerusha, I don't want anybody to die he should fall into a big uh, a big lottery he should be a millionaire he should be a Rebbe yeah that, that's it that's it I used to love teaching that was my favorite it still is my favorite thing in the whole wide world is to teach class I used to I enjoyed it so much. And I, 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 was, I was not boring. <laughs> Nisim, I had one time a kid. He was a jokester. So he ordered a pizza to be delivered to the classroom for him in the middle of class. And the stupid pizza delivery guy, he paid him an extra 10 bucks to deliver it to the classroom. So he knocks at the door, says, pizza, delivery. For, <laughs> let's say the kid's name is Billy. So I go to the door, Billy, your pizza's here. So the kid says, okay. And you see, I ate the whole pie. <laughs> I said, thank you so much. You bought me a pizza. I almost got sick, but I ate eight slices of pizza. And then when I was done, I said, Next time, could you at least order me fries? <laughs> he still remembers the kid. He goes, you ate my whole pizza. I said, you had it delivered to class. It was for me. <laughs> Today, I could not eat a whole pizza. I could not. Yeah. Now, if I would have gotten angry about it, the kid wouldn't have remembered. He would have been angry. He would remember I got angry. But instead, I ate his pizza. It was a wash pizza. It was so terrible. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. Eight slices at the time I was able. But uh, one of the best I, things... I can eat, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I love pizza. And I can eat tremendous amount of... It's good food. It's good food. I think it was invented by Italians. I think it was. No, Chinese. <laughs> I used to, um, one of the best, best things, I never reacted spontaneously. I tried never to react spontaneously. And I always tried to catch, keep myself in check. So 
one time, if a kid did something wrong in class, I would, I would like, before I said anything, I'd like try and calm down. So I think that that was probably the hardest part for me of teaching was to not take it personally and to calm down. Very hard. Very hard. But this is, if you can't do it, then, then, then it's a And you have to love kids. If you don't love kids, then, then it's, not, it's not the job for you. No. Some people really love kids. I love kids. I love kids better than adults most of the time. I'd much rather hang out with kids. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the the love of kids bring you to the radio, and basically, that's right. And uh, I think this is a good match between Jerut Radio and uh, Doctor Simcha Cohen. And uh, I, 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 I'm very, very fortunate and I'm very lucky. And I want to uh, just I know that we we have some new program, new ideas of the programs. You know, about we we still using you know for example Yossi Mizrahi is every Tuesday in Netivot Israel. It's part of the the uh, divine information in Jerut Radio. That you know, it was in Awachaim. Right now, it's the place becomes small and become the native cell. And hopefully, will soon will be in the Medicine Square Garden every Tuesday because it's a, yeah, it's really packed up. And uh, but we also have a Simcha Cohen. If somebody wants Simcha Cohen as, as a lecture, every and other other you know. So I know that you prepare some jingle. I not yet. Uh, you oh. you lazy somehow. Uh, <laughs> um. I'm, I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> but uh, now we have to. We the, the, J Root is is not only on the radio. J Root is alive all over yeah. the place, and we we come individuals or as a team. We all represent this one central place, and if a person wants, we're always available. And you know what? If a person wants to host an event for J Root Radio, they want to host a a. You know, it could be no b- bigger mitzvah. If a person wants to have a, a, a class in their house and benefit J-Root Radio, any one of the people on the radio will be able to, will work with you, will help you. There's, there's, there's unlimited amount of resources over here. It's, it's, it's for sure. But you know what? I really miss Nisim. The kids show, having kids on the show. We need to find, we need to find like one or two kids that want to have a show. Yeah, a call-in show. Yes, this. You know what? Um, uh, we, we we basically this summer. I don't know. We uh, we will ask for Uscope, and we improved for four kids, and already the place is open. Now we're working on basically a new series of kids. Doing doing Dvar Torah, kids doing and uh, some some songs recording, and we work really? you know stories. For example, yeah, we have the kids Yuda Rubin from from Lakewood. This is excellent. This is a storyteller. So we now we we did a, a session of like ten stories uh, that he, he wrote and uh, basically really? and he read it and you know so we're going to put it also in the archive. And I don't know if you notice our new website. 
that uh, it's really really stunning and I just let me open to you the the, the jrootradio.com oh up 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 wow oh wow wow you see wow and you have all this is very friendly uh you know user friendly and uh you see all these people that's giving lecture yeah dr <laughs> simha cohen yeah we have to upgrade this scene that's really very wow And that's you know it's really uh, it's really uh, a beautiful site and very you know you can you can go you can go to the the site and you can call direct to the you know the con here with the archive with the shows on air home you know that's the best part and, you have uh, the phone we, numbers we, yes. like bold yeah the phone number is bold they also they have the apps the application you know and are we really asking the the people to 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 fill up the uh, survey and right survey and it's very important to us to give you a better um you know better services better better programming something that's very important to us to get it up you know and they have the testimony people just writing uh and they see that every this, what every I day and you know the testimony it's amazing people writing us beautiful beautiful stuff and it's not all only it's not only uh i would say uh, Jew- uh jewish people it's it's something that uh, really uh we uh we uh you see you can read it you know you can see testimony you know wow. every every day we have some testimony you test and it's st- awesome playlist are beautiful best and on the stage you know look how many wow and well You know what we know that Jeru what Deru does it's very nice to see when people are able to express it yeah but. and it's for us it's it's it give us some uh I don't Hizuk that people yes care you know it's not only the it's not the money that it's you know driving uh, you know but it's really it's a the good word a good smile a good time it's better than million dollars really, I know that really. we have a lot of problem but Bahashem Bahashem we We are just uh, uh, you know somehow surviving uh, this but it's a matter of really a good chizuk, a good end check uh, for us to see that people are really really uh, uh, enjoy us people are enjoying people appreciate wow, it. you know I know that uh, we already off the hour you know we're out of time all the time wow well this has been a a, a, a A boring summer show no kids which is depressing I love speaking to Nisim but you know what I miss the kids and uh, we didn't even have one angry adult no I guess I don't know what what are the adults doing <laughs> you know it's uh, first of all I want to thanks you thanks Thank all you. My, all my yeah uh, all, all our listeners I missed coming last week Yes, this is, a, you know, you have on your report card... Uh, absence. Absence, you know. Do you know how long it took me to get to the mountains? I left at 2.30 Friday. I got there at 
40. Oh, you, oh, you, you're on the, ma- oh, oh, you are one of these kind of uh, yeah, creatures, of, of these creatures, yeah. that uh, the family's up and. Yeah, uh, I hate it. Yeah. My wife came in today. My wife comes in one, one day a week. One day of the week, she drives down so we get to see each other, and then she goes back. Well. I don't believe, I don't believe in being away from my wife for more than two days. Okay, no, beautiful. I don't believe in being away from my wife even one day. But, uh, Neither do I, but I don't write, I don't write the show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I just, I'm telling you the truth. That's, uh, again, it's, it depends how you grow up. It depends how you, 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 I, you know. I can't, I can't. My children, I have boys. My children can't be in New York. I'm at, I can't. I can't. I can barely. When I, when I had an office in Deal, it was on Norwood Avenue. I walked to Rabbi Dweck's show, Guzma. Yeah. I had a psak. I would dive and be a chidut because in the middle of the day, walking to Rabbi Dweck's show was just so impossible. And or maybe I'm not a tzaddik, but just, just, it was just impossible. It was just, yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why my boys are, are in, uh, on the camp over there. True. So my boys are in the camp, and, and, camp. and my wife has a business there. So, you know, it is what it is. But... Yeah. Uh, I'm the most. I got. I got. I get called antisocial because I don't. I don't. I come up to see my family. I, I don't get into the scene. What can I tell you? Okay, this. Uh, you know, <laughs> you have. Uh, we we all are family people. You know, just. Uh, I, I, okay. I don't. Tough. All right. Simcha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank have you. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you. For giving us Simcha coin. And thank you for giving us J-Row Radio. Radio. And, and happy birthday, Hila. Happy birthday, Hila. Happy birthday, Nisim. And all the people that celebrate Nisim Simot. Yeah, Nisim Akatan. Gadoli. Okay, let's put it.